Hey everybody, welcome to the Braveheart Podcast. I want to tell you really quick about something that we're doing as the Braveheart team and invite you to join us in it. So we are joining in with the Jesus Fast, which is happening right now. Uh, We just started a couple days ago on the 7th and we're going until April 15th. And the heart is a 40-day Daniel Fast just to pray and to seek the Lord for what He wants to do in the earth and just to see the nations revived and to see the gospel go forth. And we believe a big part of this is what many are calling the communion revival. And that means that we believe that a big part of revival has to do with communion and that as we focus our hearts on the body and the blood and the cross, that our hearts get revived. And then we begin to see the Lord revive people around us through us. And so Braveheart as a team for this 40 days, we're going through our Keep the Blood Warm course, which is a 40 day devotional designed around communion and just the power of the cross and just keeping what Jesus did in front of us. And we want to invite you to join us. So I'm putting the links to the Keep the Blood Warm course and the book in the description. And it's not too late if you want to jump in and join us. We're also posting on Instagram pretty frequently just so we can all stay on track with the course and just highlight some snippets and what we feel the Lord is saying. So we hope you can jump in and join us and hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Braveheart Podcast, where we help you discover why you may still be struggling with sin and show you how you can find the freedom that's promised through the gospel so that you can finally enjoy the Christian life. Most Christians are unclear what it means to walk in the Spirit, even though so much of the new covenant hinges on it. If we don't grasp this, we'll live our lives in bondage to sin and never free from our flesh and the law. In this episode, Peter gives us two simple, practical steps that will propel us into walking in the Spirit. All right, go to Romans chapter 6. One of the things we're going to have to do over the next few weeks is we're going to have to learn how to walk in the Spirit. We're going to have to really identify um, now that we've kind of established we've been made righteous, we've been born again, um, some of what we've been doing has been tearing down false mindsets and views of who God is and who we are. Um, but there's a couple of, of high-level things we got to do. Um, we cannot relate to God anymore based on a system of do's and don'ts. So the law, as we'll call it, um, is a no-no. Because when you relate to God according to the law, you empower sin in your life. And we'll talk some about that. Um, But what we really need to do is we really need to establish what does it mean to walk by faith, to walk in the Spirit, if the just shall live by faith, if righteousness is experienced by living by faith and living and walking by the Spirit, then we need to understand how to do that. Now, in the next... What time is it? It's 10.20. I'm going to give you guys a pearl. And this is this that I'm about to share with you is it's a real pearl. Like and I can only tell you that with a smile on my face knowing like by the grace of God he's gifted this pearl. And it's in Romans 6. 
but we're about to take something like walking in the spirit is a game changer. Like how many of you know, like if you walk in the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, right? That, that would be nice. All right. So <clears throat> we're going to hop in here. And I, I think this, this would be worth the price of admission. <laughs> I really believe it. And I know you're like, well, you're overselling it. I, yes, it's that good. Okay. I want to preach this whole thing, but I'm not going to because I'm going to get to the pearl. All right, start in verse 7. Verse 7. Romans 6, verse 7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. Period. It doesn't say anything. I mean, for one who has died. Now, what's he saying? What do you mean has died? For one who has died has been set free from sin. This is emphatic. Paul doesn't play. He doesn't, you know, come on. We talk about walking in the light. Hey, I want to, how many, we talk about being authentic. Come on, raise your hand. You want to be authentic. Authentic with how you feel, authentic with the struggles, authentic with all the things, right? Now listen, you authentic people. You also have to be authentic with the Spirit. You cannot just be authentic with the soulish things that are in your soul. It's equally as inauthentic to not acknowledge who God is and what He's done and the work that He's done in your heart by the Holy Spirit through the new covenant. Do you, do you see that? Like if you just, if you're, if walking in the light to you and being authentic is only ever talking about how you're struggling, you're not really being authentic. You're, you're actually just, you're actually just wanting to be authentic with your flesh, with your soul, but you're not really wanting to be authentic as a son or a daughter of God. Now, if you're only ever authentic as a son or daughter of Adam, you're still identifying with Adam. So one of the things we have to learn to do as sons and daughters, this will change your life, I will break this thing. (laughs) I almost broke it. (laughs) It's like, what if we just put on the robe and you rocked up one day and you came to your your group, I don't know what they're called, transformation groups, come on. And you're like, guys, I got to share something with you. It's been really weighing heavy on my heart. I... I'm a little nervous to share this, but um, y'all, I have been transformed. I just, I'm hesitant to share this because I know some stuff's been happening, but I've been transformed. I no longer have lustful desires. I'm not walking in anxiety anymore, and I'm completely loved by God, and I'm crushing life right now. We have to create a culture where we're like, Absolutely. Amen. Thank you for walking in the light. Thank you so much for sharing that. God bless you. Thank you for sharing that. Let's just gather around. Yeah, you know, yes. 
That's walking in the light. When God renders a victory in your life, own it. Put it on your lips. Testify. Well, what are they going to think about me? What are my classmates going to be? I don't care. If they get mad at you, it's on them. (laughs) You be free. (laughs) Oh, this is about to go down. (laughs) David, David's son, Absalom, rose up against David to take the kingdom from him. And when God delivered Israel and Absalom riding through the forest, head gone. I mean, just whatever. Gets hung in the tree. Y'all know the story. Stuck. Just, you know? (laughs) And David's like, oh, my son. My son. See, we get it. We can relate in a sense in the natural. Like, oh, man's grieving his son. And Joab's like, it's Joab, right? Joab's like, dude, stop weeping. Stop crying about that. God has brought a victory to his people. Stop crying. Get up, be a man, and celebrate the victory of the Lord. And he did. He, he clothed himself. He heeded his advice. And the reproach of Israel was taken away. But David mourning on the day of victory created a ripple effect for the nation. What do you think happens when the people of God are mourning They're mourning. Well, I'm just (sighs) (sighs) remnants of my old man. And just, hmm. I'm just still wrestling. I'm still struggling. I'm okay. Listen, I I want you to hear me. I want to be able to walk this line. There is a time to say, I'm wrestling. I'm having a hard time. Forgive my mom. I'm, I'm really anxious about my finances. I'm really lament that, grieve that, pray it, talk it, and then be willing to receive the perspective of heaven, the victory of God, the blood of Jesus, the authority of being born again, and come up out of it. And then, and then, and then believe that God will establish you on a rock that cannot be moved, no matter what your circumstances do, no matter what you feel that you're on a rock. You're like, man, I know I should feel this way, but I am literally standing on a rock. (laughs) It's so strong. So one who has died has been set free from sin. So so the, (laughs) if you're still struggling with sin, why is that? According to the word of God, what's true? How do you die? How do you die? How did you die? (laughs) He just got hit. (laughs) How did you die? How do we die? Come on. Why are we we quiet? We just spent seven weeks. Don't make me go seven weeks labor in vain over you guys. How do we die? How did we die? Where did we die? We died there, or did we? Where were we buried? (laughs) 
For one who has died has been set free from sin. Again, as emphatic and clear as this is, it too, this revelation also, is like a sunrise. It, 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 it grows. You grow up into salvation. So look, when you first got saved, you were stuck in your sins, you were all in your mess, you heard this news. You were like, oh, you mean that, you mean that this thing I did can get washed away and I can go to heaven? Yes. And there was a level of freedom and salvation that was brought to your heart, right? And you're like, that's so good. And then you started walking out your faith. And then what happened? You still saw remnants of your old man pop up. And you're like, ooh, ooh, yucky. But we were not taught to continue in this. That the same thing that got you in would be the same thing that would sustain you. So look, one who has died, I mean, you could just meditate on that for a while. Now, verse 8, if we have died with Christ, that's a giant if, we believe that we also will live with him, with him, with him. Say with him. him. Now, the, the awesome thing about understanding the triune revelation of Christ, that he's the Messiah, high priest, and bridegroom, is that when you see tenses in the Bible, if we died, past tense, we believe we will live. Not we believe we have lived. We believe that we will presently live with him. What do you mean with him? When it says with him, where is he? What's he like? Oh, that's a loaded question. What's he like right now? What's he like right now? Is he glorified? Is he Revelation 1, eyes of fire, voice like the sound of many waters? Is he? Is he? Is he? I'm asking you, is he? Is he that way? So he's saying, if we died, listen, if the invitation of God is that we can die with him, he says, we believe something a little bit crazy. We believe we can also live With. What do you mean with? What do you mean with? Y'all ever seen a couple dating? And they're like, I'm with her. He's with me. Are they with each other? Yeah, she's with me. We believe we will live with. What do you mean with? Like with? With him? You... We believe, we, do we believe? Do we believe that today we died and that we will also live with Him? I don't know what this giant block is for. It's just a connection between Him and us by the Spirit. Okay? Now look, are y'all okay? We know, say we know. Help us know, Lord, that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Karate chop this podium. He'll never die again. The one we live with will never die again. This is why, oh my goodness, this is why if you're with him, the fear of death is shattered off of your life. Because you're walking with the one who will never die again. So if death comes knocking... They're like, hello, hi, I'm death. You're like, oh, nice to meet you. Right through the veil. 
Hi, so good to see you. Thank you. Are you ushering me physically into the presence of my maker? Hello, give me a hug before we go. Give me a hug. Come here, Death. Give me a hug. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. How was it having the keys? Good? Great? Okay. Super. Cancer and these words, they start to get defanged in your heart. Well, that's a dangerous country. That's a dangerous area. I don't know if I can... And all of a sudden, the expanse of your heart broadens. The possibilities of your heart open to obeying God. Why? Because He's destroyed the fear of death off of you because you live through Him and with Him. So now all of a sudden, you're not... You're not imprisoned through the fear of death. There's nowhere you can't go. You're free to actually obey him. But see, many of us, we say, I'm not going to allow you to tell me to go to Iran because I could die. (laughs) Got quiet. (laughs) We're like, well, he can't. He's not going to tell me to go to Iran. I could die. He's not going to tell me to go out, you know, and to go to a hospital and pray. I could get COVID. Whatever the thing may be. But see, when you, if you believe you died with him, you died. See, have y'all ever met those people that died and came back? Or that they should have died and they came back? And that they're not, they're not quite right? <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about? Like they just, they're like living radical lives and they're just so, you're like, oh, why are you so different? Because they, they already died. They feel like, they're like, well... I've already died. I should be dead. And so I've already gotten to death's door, came back. So now let's just, it's on. Let's do the thing. That's the same heart and spirit that the gospel was meant to produce in every single believer. That we would come up out of the grave and we're like, oh, we died. Let's do it. Like what? Do what? Anything. All the things. Everywhere. Anytime. Let's go. I'm living with him through him. Do y'all feel that happening inside of you? That's called, the, that's called the faith. It's called the flame burning on your heart. This is what we're intended to steward as believers. We're to steward this kind of thing. Why? Because it will change the way we love one another and the way we interact with the world. When this is going, when this is burning, y'all seen a flame? When it's burning, evangelism and prayer and worship is simple. Because you're not trying to work your fleshes out of the way. And you can just commune. All right, we haven't got to the pearl yet. Help me, Jesus. What? We haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> Those are sacred pearls, too. <clears throat> I don't even know where we are. Oh, we know he'll never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. I tried to give myself a short runway, and it's not even, that's a long. For the death he died, watch this, this is it, we're getting there. For the death he died, he died to what? Sin. Once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So verse 10 is awesome. Because verse 10, Romans 6, verse 10 says, The death was to sin, and the life is to God. This is awesome. And I believe the next verse is 
the key to walking in the Spirit. This is it. This is how you walk in the Spirit. I can say it confidently. How do I walk in the Spirit? It's Romans 6.11. So you also must consider, say consider, consider, yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So walking in the Spirit, there's two steps. Now God dropped this on me recently, and I've been in this a long time, and He said, son, there's two steps. And He said, there's only ever two steps. If anything is more than two steps, it's not of God. You know why? Because He designed us with really only two steps. There's a left step and a right step. And a left step and a right step. And if you do the steps over and over, you actually travel and make progress. You can, go, you can go one foot or 50 miles with the same two steps. I'm not doing new steps. This is the same. I ran a 50K, 31 and a half miles. And I, you know what was amazing about it? Is I did it with the same two steps for five hours and 40 minutes. I, I covered ground with the same two steps. This is your spiritual walk. You're like, how do I go from where I'm at to like him? Like this. In the spirit. Like this. Just walking. How do I grow, Peter? Like this. What are the steps? Romans 6.11. Consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. Dead to sin and alive to God. So watch this. Every single day, you are at a crossroads. Your flesh may show up because guess what? We're used to walking in the flesh. The path is worn. We're like, oh, they hurt me, so here's what I do. And I'm going to set off down this path of, you know, bowing up and getting mad and pulling back and getting offended. And we just, we hustle down that path. But what if you were to consider yourself dead to sin, which you go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. If I've been born of God, there may be a different way I should walk and respond to this situation. So, so this is how you do it practically. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. Finances, relationship, calling. Your flesh, how do you know your flesh is at work? Because there's the, the fruit of the flesh. Fear, anxiety, worry, pride, lust, selfishness, self-centeredness, living for yourself, all about you. You're like, that's how you know. What's the, how, do I, how do I discern, Peter, if I'm in my flesh or in the spirit? When you're in the flesh, you're thinking about you and you're protecting yourself. When you're in the spirit, you're actually free to love and to give. One of the telltale signs you're in the spirit is that you're giving. These are just little markers along the way. So what do we do? He says, I want you to consider in the same way Jesus died to sin and he lives to God, Every single day, if you see something of your flesh, something of sin in you, I want you to consider. Say consider. consider. Now consider seems so unlike spiritual. Hmm. This is considering. Hmm. Interesting. But considering how you are in a situation in light of his death, Considering yourself dead to that thing is literally, it's like 
It's like you take a step in the spirit. Does this make sense? You're like, I'm dead to lust. I'm dead to anxiety. I'm dead to fear. I'm dead to where I'm dead to comparison. I'm dead to FOMO. I'm dead to, to overthinking. I'm dead to whatever. I'm dead to it. You, if you can't find it in Christ, you shouldn't be able to find it in you. And so this is, this is the litmus test. What do I consider myself dead to? Everything that you see in you that's not in him, you have permission and invitation. How? How can I do that, Peter? That doesn't seem fair. By faith, the just, the righteous shall live by faith. How? How do I do that? Consider yourself dead to sin. Consider that that thing in you was crucified and buried 2,000 years ago. So it starts there. So you take a little step. You're like, man, I'm dead to that. But then... You've got to say, if you just take one step and you only ever take that one step, you'll stumble. So you also have to consider yourself alive to what? To God through Christ. So because I'm in Christ, I'm alive to God. What does that mean? It means that instead of lust, instead of whatever was there, there's purity. There's confidence. There's peace. And here's the gnarly part that I find most believers, many believers right now, have been unwilling to take. They're, they're willing to say, I'm dead to that. But you also have to say, I'm alive to God in confidence. I'm alive in righteousness. I'm alive in purity. I'm alive in holiness. I'm alive in humility. I'm alive to forgiveness. Now all of a sudden, when you first start this, guys, you feel you feel inauthentic. You're like, I can't be that. I can't do that. But I want to tell you something. After you walk a while in the spirit, you settle in, you find your stride and it becomes the most normal thing to walk like him. Like it, it just, you're not, you're now no longer like toddling and be like, you know, you see toddlers learning to walk. You can actually walk in the spirit. You can actually run in the spirit. You can actually stand in the spirit. And this is our inheritance. And this is the pearl. This thing will play out. And so I, wanna, um, I want us to actually flesh this out. I want to help you flesh this out. So we're going to get real in this room. Some of you, you can share. You're like, hey, I'm wrestling with this. I want to overcome this. Because I actually believe this is the remedy that God has given us for the things we struggle with. And I feel like when we bypass this in exchange for maybe just one moment in ministry, one encounter, we miss and bypass what he really wants to do, and it's to teach us to walk. We're always wanting to get on the operating table because we don't have to walk. We just get to show up on that gurney. It is. There's a time for the gurney. There's a time, wow, I'm prophesying now. See, you, there's a time to get up on that gurney and to let the Spirit wheel you into the operating room and you're just in those moments in worship, in prayer, and you're getting tased and operated on by the Father. And you're vibrating and you're whatever. You're just out. But then there's also a time to get up and to walk. To walk like Him. And to, and to put on your your spiritual legs and to walk and to, and to demonstrate what it looks like to be a son or daughter of God.